to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf. And Jared Stone. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, just a bit. Just a little bit. We had some music. We had some booze. Yeah. And for, for those of you that don't know about the booze, get on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. We got drunk and we talked about history. Yes. But to listen to that, of course, you have to be a Patreon supporter. So please go be a Patreon supporter. That was a fun show. It was. It was. It took... We, we Okay, so we, we sat there for about, what, hour and a half, two hours recording. We gave uh, gave Thalok a, a bit of a... Thalok. You know we can't say it. We, we can't say it right when we're not drunk. But he, we, we gave I've him. I've only a, had two mimosas today, and I said it fine. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we, we really gave him a, a chore, cutting down about two hours to just about thirty. What was it, thirty-four minutes altogether? Yeah, a chore. Yeah. He was probably laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's 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 the kind of fun. Uh, if you're, that's the kind of fun you're missing out on if you're uh, not a Patreon supporter. Yes. Yes. So we just had a pretty big astrological event that occurred recently uh was that the full moon worm moon worm worm warm moon the 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 the, the big super moon that just happened yes yeah it also happened on what day uh ostara yeah spring equinox yes. and it was completely covered by clouds here in arizona at least yeah but <laughs> i was ashamed yeah it was sad no, it's it actually kind of funny. My uh, one of my coworkers, he came into work and he said, uh, uh, "I was trying to charge up my crystals, but the clouds would, weren't having it." And one of my one of my other other coworkers, like, "How how do you know when you're done charging crystals? Do they like glow or something?" <laughs> and uh, and I, I just like I overheard the conversation. I just turned. I was like, "Dude, don't worry. I know what you're talking about." <laughs> like, how do you charge them up? Do you need to plug them into the moon? Oh, but yeah, that's. That was a fun little... Are they warmer? Do they vibrate? It's like, no, that's the wrong kind of crystal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, so we don't we don't have a guest this week, as you guys can probably tell. Well, we haven't introduced them yet. We're not that rude. Well, wait. We exactly. No, I was saying like we would be rude. Oh, if we, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't. We don't have a guest. We didn't introduce them because there's nobody here. Uh, so we're just kind of taking a little bit of a... Of us time. A little I bit guess. of spring cleaning. Yeah. A little bit of Ostara talk. Just do that. There's a lot of pagan news has occurred, so we can discuss that kind of thing and what's going on there. And mm-hmm. It'll be a free-flowing show. Hope you yeah. like that. Maybe we're funnier this way. Maybe. You, you know. I don't know. We don't know. Talog's shaking his head like <laughs> we're the most boring episode ever already. I am miserable. Uh, he's the one that has to listen to it like three or four times before we put it up. So <laughs> True. True. Th- thanks for taking that job. <laughs> he sits there as he gives the big thumbs up with a cheesy grin. Like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, so big super worm moon, Ostara. So what is in a name? The worm moon. The worm moon was named because it was the time when the earthworms were starting to get um, a little bit more noticeable, mm-hmm. waking up from the frozen ground. The ground's now a little bit, little bit easier to work through. Yeah, and, and to do their job of cleaning it up and spitting it back out in a more 
nutrient-packed way. Mm-hmm. So that that's that. And uh, this was the last supermoon. Yeah, the yeah the last supermoon of a uh, 2019. Yep. Wow. A supermoon is when the moon is closest to the Earth. It can happen in a new or a full moon, but this is the last time it will be a full supermoon for us in 2019. So early in the year, too. I know. I feel like I always wanted to say that it's kind of cheating to say the first few months it's a, f- a super moon because it's like, well, we haven't had anything else yet. In the year. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that doesn't count. But I can understand when they s- can tell the difference. Mm. Uh, not direction. Oh, my God. My brain. Distance. <laughs> Distance. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of the year. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it. yeah, I guess that, that is kind of interesting, but, you know, they have all those big machines out there nowadays that can track that. You know, in like Houston and places like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. So that's that moon. I hope you guys used it to the fullest and got you some charged crystals that vibrate and glow. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ostara, Ostara is one of those big sabbats, right? Yeah. It's, it's a, um, equinox. Mm -hmm. It was the spring equinox for us, fall on the other side of the planet, the downer side. But the, the, the full, uh, pretty much the full in between, one Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the two in-betweens between the, the, the day and the night was exactly the same Mm -hmm. in length. Mm -hmm. So that's. One of those, uh, one of the things I like about it. When the the fairy court moves back to their spring home, and the ancient Irish and a couple of different um, Celtic beliefs only had winter and summer, so that would have been the beginning of summer, mm-hmm. which is why we call it midsummer yep. instead of the actual beginning of summer. Yeah. Although here in Arizona, it's just the beginning of summer. It oh is. yeah, yeah. It is. Spring equinox is the <clears throat> beginning of summer. We we were actually out today and uh it was getting it was already getting warm. Yeah. It was it was it was pretty bad out there. I'm in shorts and a tank top. <laughs> I'm carrying a jacket, but yeah, no. I, I, I wore actually wore my kilt out today. Yep. And it was it was very very well appreciated by my body. <laughs> good because it was it was warm it was warm it was like in the 80s though so we, we got like 20 more degrees before hell breaks in mm-hmm. and settles down for its valley vacation yeah that, that's that's what we deal with here in arizona i don't know about you know you guys wherever you guys are listening but yeah please please send us some cool thoughts especially during the summer months australian friends we listen we know you yes we feel your pain. You just have deadly animals all over the place. Yeah, at least here on that, not all the animals are trying to kill you. Only most. Yeah. All the bugs, though. All the bugs are. All the bugs. <laughs> and all the snakes. Yeah. That's actually that's actually something that we did at uh, at the Asara ritual uh, last night. Oh, do tell, because um, I didn't get to go. Right, right. Um, so we had our Asara ritual, and it was uh, visited by Shakti. Who's Shakti? Shakti is um oh see see if I remember from uh you didn't listen very well well we, th- there wasn't really too much talk oh. about Shakti that's the thing it was just she she was there she was actually an aspect mm-hmm. uh the entire time the entire mm-hmm. night so I mean sorry about I'm not I'm not that historically accurate with with Shakti or knowledgeable about Shakti but um that was actually a really nice uh really nice visit mm-hmm. um but 
kind of the work that we did was transformational work, which is a great time for, I mean, the, the springtime is a great, great time for transformation. Not only mm-hmm. are the animals awakening, the, the flora's awakening, um, and changing and getting ready for the coming months. Right. Um, so it was one of those things where the guided meditation brought us underground mm-hmm. into snake bodies. Oh. And waking up from the hibernation and shedding our skin. Uh-huh. So pretty much shedding the the past, shedding everything that was that was encasing us, making us what we called itchy. Uh-huh. Um so literally slithering out of the ground, finding the that need to shed our skin. Mhm. Which, uh, in the work that we did, we actually wrote on a very thin uh, slip of paper mm-hmm. what we felt we needed uh, We needed help with, we needed to change, we needed to transform. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we actually walked the labyrinth mm-hmm. uh, to the center where there was a fire mm-hmm. awaiting us, where we put the, the old skin in, and we received uh, an egg that had a message in it. Ah. And it was pretty much... Uh, a message of empowerment, pretty much a message that could help you in the journey of the transformation. Wow. And then we had a, a sitting with Shakti, uh-huh. who we actually read our blessing to. Uh-huh. And if uh, she had words or any questions for you or any answers for you, she'd give it right then and there. And um, I, it was actually for me, I, I hadn't, and, and I'm, I'm comfortable discussing this mm-hmm. um for the longest time i never realized that i actually had this fear and it's been a fear inside the back of my head for for a while and okay. just recently it's come up more okay and i, I kind of felt like it's something that i needed to let go but it's for me the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. and it's it has to do you know a little bit with my anxiety a little bit with you know my logistical side as well mm-hmm. where i need to have things somewhat in control mm-hmm. even though everything seems out of control in my life i have my plans right that, that, that's the thing and me being able to release the fear of the unknown the fear of of not knowing what's coming in the future or not knowing what a specific path i'm taking is going to take me to uh-huh. it was very relieving because I got uh, the slip of paper that I got is said to show to shred to shred your skin or sh- to shed your skin, you must grow within. Oh. And to me, I, I I read it to Shakti, and she said, "Grow with a light, grow how you need to, because that is what controls your fears." Mm-hmm. And after that, we actually spoke our blessing into a uh, a big bucket of water, and everybody actually got to take home some blessed water in vials. Ooh. So it was uh, it was very. That was well done. Yeah. Yeah. It was very very well done, and it was actually one of the first um, uh, one of the first rituals that wasn't headed up by a lot of the. The normal people who usually head up our rituals. Mm-hmm. Uh, reclaiming tends to not have a hierarchy, mm-hmm. but our group, because of lack of um, other people able to step up 
just had a hierarchy, kind of. Um, it had the crowd of people who started it, who've been through reclaiming, who know how to handle reclaiming. And then now, actually, surprisingly, a lot of millennials are mm-hmm. taking the ropes and going, okay, last year they went through a training class. So that was pretty hard. I know you were part of most of that. And then... By, by proxy. Mm-hmm. By proxy. Uh, Sunshine was uh, was in the in the class. She was actually taking... Uh, essentially, it was a muses class. Right. How to... Uh, how to form rituals, how to form yourself into be able to do these rituals. Right, right. And I was there with Sunshine through pretty much all of it. Right. And she explained some things to me, and I, it's one of those. I I don't think I would I would even be able to take that class, and at right. least at least not to its full capacity. Right. No, I understand. And no. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe if it comes up again, I might try it because mm-hmm. it's it's something that's actually been piquing my interest recently. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see what happens after camp. Right. <laughs> so a lot of the people who are who went through that class are now taking the reins. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to go was that one of the people who really put a lot of herself into that ritual contacted me and was like, hey, I know you had a lot of bad... Um, bad blood going on because of some things that happened to you in circle that wasn't necessarily people's fault Mm -hmm. but was uh just things that you need to step away from we're fixing those by doing x y and z and i said okay uh i just had a lot of oral work done or um dental work done Mm -hmm. (laughs) recently i was like if i'm in pain i'm not going to be able to come Uh, i actually ended up having a pretty rough day yesterday and i was like i can't take the slosh or the garbage that i'm feeling into a group like that Mm. with me so i'm just gonna keep my hiatus a little longer Mm. we'll hold it back here and come back in the new season see how that feels but so spring is actually a great time to take all those kind of emotions if you've been feeling very similar to me and work on them and Mm -hmm. deal with them it's the rebirth the new beginning um equinoxes are of equal time of day and night the sun is up for both the equal um as long as the sun is down for the Mm -hmm. 24 hour cycle so it's a great time to be in that in-between feeling yeah. And to kind of just deal with that stuff. That's why we talk about spring cleaning. Um, a lot of it is because we can finally open our doors and let the natural air in. Which air- is which is something we've been doing here recently, oh, yeah. and it's it it feels amazing. I love it when I can. I almost keep my window open all winter long, which I know some people in like really cold temperatures are like, "You die." <laughs> Do you not, just freeze? Not not here in Arizona. No, no, no. no. I mean, we do get down there. We do. You, we can we can get pretty cold. Um, I think the lowest we've gotten is like thirty seven though, mm-hmm. and I usually have enough blankets and enough cats to keep me warm. Yeah. Good old fashioned Nordic heaters. <laughs> they go meow. Yes. Um, but I I, I I can honestly say this for me this this ritual this a star has actually mm-hmm. been very, uh, it has been very transformative. Right. Um, right. For the first time in, I I'd honestly say that the past couple of months, mm-hmm. my fear of the unknown is nowhere. Yay! It, it, I actually feel more comfortable in not knowing. Are you excited for the unknown? I am. Yay! I am. It, it's it's one of those because one one thing that that Sunshine and I have been talking about because one of one of her things is, um, adventure. Mm-hmm. To go on, you know, more more adventure, more fun, mm-hmm. 
um, happenings. Uh -huh. And we kind of we kind of did that today. We uh, we actually went to a small festival. Uh, it was actually a, a bow festival mm -hmm. downtown. And Which you just explained to me mm -hmm. what is a bow, because there's probably other people like me going, So, so bow is a uh, Japanese bun, mm -hmm. uh, essentially... Uh, it, it's wrapped up. You'll see. It, you'll see a lot of it. It'll, it'll actually have like a nice little twist at the top. Kind of looks like a mini volcano. Mm -hmm. um, but it's filled with different uh, different foods, different um, meats, vegetables, just depending on what what you want in it. So there's sweet bows, there's savory bows. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got this really nice, just bready, almost gummy. Mm -hmm. texture to the bread oh okay yeah so um but yeah we it, literally the other day and this was actually even even before uh we went to ritual uh, i just happened to see it on facebook and i'm like i want to go to this she's like i do too all right let's go yay so um so the adventure is already happening even even before the work was done yay um the work started before you knew it yeah which is which is awesome Yay. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break. Then we'll talk about what is Ostara or a little uh, deity history. And then we'll talk about spring cleaning and give some witchy spring cleaning or housekeeping tips. Yes. So we'll be right back. are back with millennial pagan podcast <laughs> sorry i just saw something out of the corner of my eye um it's all right but uh so we are talking a little bit more about ostara a little bit more about springtime spring cleaning and uh the you, magic that entails you've got into like a tra a trance with the spring cleaning like ah I was just doing one of those things. Ah, well, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about, there's a little confusion around where the name Ostara or even Easter came from. Ishtar, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Everything I've learned is a lie. Yes. No, that's not true. Stop reading those little pictures people post on Facebook and said hi. <laughs> so Ishtar is not the originator of the word Easter. Ishtar is an Egyptian goddess. She is a rebirth and a lot of springtime stuff going on. She has a uh, goes into the underworld and comes back again story, just like uh Persephone and a lot of other goddesses that we recognize as springtime goddesses. But the word Easter comes from a Germanic word and a Germanic goddess that we have very little history on, actually. Mm. One of the original historical references about Easter as a goddess or Eastra as a goddess in Germany comes from the Brothers Grimm. Really? Yes. So instead of, or not just... 
Yes, not just were the Brothers Grimm's horror story writers or fairy tale writers, they were actually collectors of folk history of Germany and folk stories. They were trying to preserve a lot of these stories and a lot of the storytelling aspects of German culture before they died out. And what they um, have written down is that there is another historical reference previously to the goddess Easter. Like, this is literally what they wrote. And that the goddess Easter to the Germanic people was a springtime goddess whose symbol was a bunny. A bunny? A bunny. And that was about it. Like two lines. That's all the Brothers Grimm wrote. That's it? Yep. Okay, I love that type of history. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there's a lot of more or a lot more stories that... neo-pagans or modern pagans um equate to there's a story that um easter or Eastara was walking through the forest one day and she found a dying bird and she told the bird that she could save it but she couldn't save it in its current form and to save it, it would have to be loyal to her and the bird agreed to be transformed to be saved and said that's fine i'll totally hang with you for the rest of my life. I'm down with that. So she worked her little magic and he became a bunny rabbit. Hmm. Uh, amusing part though to this whole entire bird to bunny. Bunny lays eggs. Still lays eggs. Still lays eggs. So Easter rabbit. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I get it now. Ha, ha, ha. That's how we got the Easter Bunny. I have no clue how true that is, but it's prolific and we taught, we say it a lot. So, and it's kind of a cute story. So why not? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's transformative. It's yes. loyalty. And yes. it's even though, and, and kind of one thing that I take from it, that even though it's, uh, it's, tra- it, it's a transformation, mm-hmm. there's still an aspect of the original behind. Yes. Yes. And, and a pun intended on the behind. Wah, wah, wah. I know. I had to get one in. So that is why Easter Estrara is known to have rabbits as her honored animal or mm. honorary animal. Like Hecate has black dogs and Artemis has um, stags and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Okay. So that's a little bit about the Easter and why we call it Easter or Ostara instead of from Ishtar, which a lot of people get a little confused about. Nice. History lesson. Yes. Love it. So like I said earlier, one of the reasons why we equate spring and spring cleaning is because in ye olden day when we did not have the magical heaters, we closed up the house in the wintertime because um, burr. Cold. And we opened up the house in the spring because, oh, God, it's too hot in here. Somebody yeah. open a window. Not not as cold. Yes. And then when we open the windows and let the sun shine through, all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's so dirty in here. Look at all the dust that's accumulated everywhere. Ew. Can somebody get the pigs out of the house, please? They can go back out. Hey, that's no way to talk about your children. Are you sure? Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never called off spring a pig unless yeah. it was acting like a pig on the table. <laughs> but that's one of the originators of why we 
do spring cleaning. It's the first time that we can really shake off our rugs, clean up the house, and get stuff going and moving in a cleaner fashion. A little bit more water, probably more cleaning supplies in the natural realm, like mint and other things. So I brought a couple of books that I purchased and I reference a lot whenever I'm spring cleaning or moving to a new home. I brought The Magical Household, uh, Spells, Rituals, for the Home by Scott Cunningham and David Harrington and Magical Housekeeping by Tess Whitehurst. Nice. So I really like these books. They um, One of the reasons why I like Scott Cunningham's book is that it goes through the different parts of the home very slowly and then, then, and then even the different people who live in your home. So it'll start with um, an introduction, a note on magic. So it does give a little brief, like if you've never done magic before, by the way, this is how you do it. And then um, the beginning is household lore. So mm-hmm. it'll give you a little history about the magic of the household. Um, then it starts with the hearth. So the hearth meaning either the fireplace or even the stove. Uh, thresholds of power. So talking about your doorways and places like that. Your furnishings, stove and spoon, so kitchen. Bath and brushing, the indoor garden, fur, fins, and feathers, meaning your pets, Mm -hmm. and the mystic garden, the garage, which a lot of people don't think, but is an entrance into your home. Yeah. Pretty big one. Protection by broom and rag, meaning cleaning. Household purification, moving. Mm -hmm. The magical year, house spells, household omens, and and portents, and household altar. So that one I liked a lot when I read it, but if you like Scott Cunningham, you'll probably like it. And then Tess Whitehurst's book is, um, I like it a lot as well. Um, Her pets section is Animal Allies. Uh, She has the chapter Sacred Smokes and Aromas of Power. So like scented candles, how to make incense. Um, she does a lot of different, like, who in the household is important as well, mm-hmm. um, not just the animals. And a lot of the times we forget that when we're moving into a new home, there's already spirits no- and things there yep. that you should be trying to figure out how to honor correctly. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely something that uh, that I can attest to. Just not not personally, but with a lot of uh, with a lot of friends that I've uh, I've helped move and. Um, for example, a long, actually a long time ago, um, I helped a friend move into a, into a new place. And as we were, uh, moving everything into the house, uh, and mind you, this was before my, my knowledge of the magical days. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt something mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't a particularly kind Ooh. entity that was liking what was going on. And mm-hmm. to the point where... Uh, things happened, mm-hmm. not not just to me on that day, but through the course of uh, my friend living where he lived. And it was one of those, I, I found out afterwards that when he realized there was something there, endless provocations happened. Ugh. Yeah. Um, which, had I known, I probably would have spoken up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, honoring honoring the spirits and the the shadows and uh, the even the emotions mm-hmm. of the past that are left in a in a house are definitely definitely very powerful. Yeah, 
Um, one thing on that note of entities, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people don't think about it. When there is something in the house that you need to cleanse or get rid of, it's best to try and figure out what that thing's actual religious beliefs are mm-hmm. and try to honor it by making it go away in that form or fashion. Um, I know like a lot of us aren't going to be comfortable with doing a Catholic exorcism. That raises a lot of energy to begin with. It's very difficult and you're really not going to get any Catholic that is of a clergy level to do it. Mm-hmm. They might come into a house blessing or a cleansing, but yeah. It definitely won't be won't be a full-out exorcism. Right. So, I mean, that's going to be a difficult one to do um, for a lot of us. I'll, and listeners but it's something to keep in mind that if you go in there and say by the power of the earth the water and the air and the and the um fire fire i say leave this house they're gonna be like who are you <laughs> yeah right right what hippie although you, you know that, that actually if anybody wants to steal this business practice totally do it but father o'malley's discount exorcisms <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Father O'Malley's discount exorcism. That, that 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 just that just came in, just popped into my head. You know, just I I, I could see like a used car salesman type guy. Do you got poltergeists in your house? Do you have something unexplained? Do you need an exorcism? Is your daughter's head spinning round and round and round, vomiting everywhere? Well, come down to Father O'Malley's discount exorcism, where you can get everything that you need. I'm just imagining on the bottom of the screen flashing has been excommunicated, has been excommunicated. Like that, I could just imagine that. Not ordained by the Catholic Church. Not ordained by the Catholic Church. That, that, that'll be at the in, in the end when it's like describing all the all the, the terms and conditions. Like the, the big small print talk. Like, not, not ordained by the Catholic Church. Okay. It's just, you know, those little gems just pop into my head every once in a while. I just have to get them out. Oh, that was quite hilarious. (laughs) Sometimes those little gems catch me off guard. And I'm like, where did you get that crap? Stop fishing (laughs) in the endless sea of the world's conscious. It it happens. It's it's the Gemini in me. It's the creative imagination. Hmm. Which, I mean, I, I just got back from Disneyland, so my imagination battery has been ramped up a little bit anyway so that's a big thing to think about is like what is in your house how do you honor it within its own right by not just and not disrespecting yours Mm -hmm. so that's one thing when i move um i don't know about you but i get the keys i go in and i scrub the place head to toe with physical cleaners because i'm kind of a clean freak or germ freak to begin with Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't want your yuck in my new house i want my yuck and i know they clean the apartments or homes before you're you move in but they don't clean like mama taught me Mm -hmm. and so i scrub head to toe and then i smudge and um after I smudge, I kind of just try to feel how, well, obviously, while I'm cleaning, I'm feeling how the energy in the house moves and what's going on. But after I smudge, that's when I really get to know the house without the last residence in it. Mm-hmm. And 
then is when all the rest of the stuff comes in. And after that chaos, I usually have to smudge again, but it's not like a deep cleaning like sage all over the whole house with the bell and ding. Smudging, ding, smudging, long time, ding. You missed a spot. Smudge, smudge, smudge. There you go. (laughs) Pretty much. So, (laughs) but I know a lot of people don't get that benefit where they can take that day and do that. Yeah. It's kind of one of my rules. Another thing that it's kind of tradition, actually, is to have the first thing through the threshold of your new home be a broom a bottle of wine, and bread. Hmm. I've actually never heard of that before. So a lot of us know in paganism that brooms are also protectors of open doors. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us will keep a broom above our door as a guardian. Um, we'll p- keep a broom at the opening of a circle, or if you have to personally leave your circle of one, you'll put the broom in there to guard it. Hmm. So the broom goes in as your guard. The next is the wine, so you may never thirst, and the bread, so you may never hunger. Those things being the first things to go through the door of the house are just symbols and just old tradition. It's actually pretty nice. I like that. The last time I moved into a house, the first thing that went over the threshold was toilet paper because my realtor was late. Oh. And it was early in the morning and I had my coffee and I was like, I need you to show up now. <laughs> I will say one thing. We never ran out of toilet paper in the house. <laughs> So that's that's actually kind of funny. there might be some truth to that saying. <laughs> well, no. And, and I can actually see it because um, actually in, in my history with uh, with my mom, mm-hmm. uh, one thing and this is kind of uh, kind of her Hispanic heritage uh, where she came from and kind of Hispanic mysticism is uh, putting a broom behind the door for uh, to ward off unwanted guests. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's kind of uh, kind of interesting that that's. I, I never really correlated the two as a as a broom being mm-hmm. a protector. Yeah, so that's a yeah. Which is actually kind of funny because today we we uh, we went to Fantasia. Right. Which uh, hello to our friends at Fantasia. Hello guys. Um, uh, we actually bought a uh, a pentacle with uh, this the uh sticks or the they're made out of brooms. Mm-hmm. So we I was like we need to put that over our door, just thinking right off the bat i totally thought you knew that when you told me i was like oh yeah that's a great protector and then yeah. well well i so I, like, no. I i knew i knew about you know like the warding off on unwanted guests uh-huh. but i i never really thought of it actually being a, a protector of the house well uh my house mm-hmm. um the besom that my roommates jumped over at their wedding is above the door mm-hmm. to do the same thing so that's actually pretty cool i like yep. that yeah and in my apartments back in Georgia, uh, cinnamon brooms at the fall were always in the uh, grocery stores, so I'd always hang a cinnamon broom on the back of the door. Oh, nice. So, like, the first thing people smelled when they walked through the threshold was the, the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Thank you. I'm, I like learning new things. Yay! I'm glad you learned something new today. Yeah. Huzzah to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's some kind of spring cleaning magical stuff you do? I know you just bought a neat nifty tool recently that you've been having a lot of fun with. What, the Swiffer? Oh, well, yeah, there's also the... <laughs> Swiffer. <laughs> the Swiffer, no. Um, so we, uh, when we actually went down to uh, down to Tucson, mm-hmm. uh, I actually picked up a bottle of sage smudge spray. Wait, that comes in spray? Yeah. It's right behind you, actually. It's over there by the lamp. Ah! Yeah, so um, it's just a nice nice little 
nice little uh just water a little bit of uh essential oils and you just spray it around the house just like you would with the just like you would smudge or febreze or febreze Hmm. yeah um it's pretty nice it's it's a nice little for for the witch on the go right i wonder um because i know a lot of people do have an allergy to smudge smoke or Mm -hmm. sensitive to smoke in general i wonder if that would minimize that problem I, I kind of feel like it would because mm-hmm. it's not um, it's not an overbearing. It doesn't really. Mm-hmm. Granted, it doesn't fill the room as uh, as smoke would, but the the essence of it, the smell of it, could yeah. permeate. Per- permeate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, it'd be the pagan who's allergic to smudge into sage smudge. Yes. We're so sorry. <laughs> Life must be difficult. Well, that's like that's like having an allergy to coffee. Right. Talok's actually nodding like Desert Sage Man. Oh. Yeah. So But yeah, that, that's 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 a nice thing. It's also, you know, for some things it's a great uh great cleaning tool. Right. Yeah. Anything else that you do that's like hearth or home magic? Um I mean we we actually invite fairies to the house to Oh yeah, you don't have wee ones. Yes, we don't have we don't have wee ones. Um but we do have some uh some fairy inviting things out uh, out on our mm-hmm. uh, out on our porch um we also have uh a couple of gnome guardians out, out on the front door oh i i know yeah. i see them yeah yeah but they're also guarding our fairy door that's at the front door as yes, well yes i've seen that as well um but er- honestly one of the biggest magic things that i think that we do which is kind of a, a luxury here in arizona is mm-hmm. is opening up the the backsliding la- the big glass door yeah and letting the air through because nothing cleanses better than a real gentle breeze yeah and it's nice because we got um we actually got to have some some things growing outside right now that is just going to add to not just the visual but i can already tell the the energy the energy Mm -hmm. and the the, just just the smell of it too it's gonna be awesome i love opening windows and having natural breezes um another thing that i usually do is uh, an old Irish tradition is to always have the hearth going mm-hmm. and or the the stove would always be lit. And when the stove was off, um, a modern take I would have is have a candle on my stove mm. so that that way I could light that. Obviously, it wasn't lit after we went to bed, but I always had a candle on my stove unless I was actively cooking and needed the room. That's actually a really great um, modern thing for electric stoves. Mm-hmm. Not yep. having that, I'd have, have a candle over it. Right. So. Yep, that's what I normally did. I had my favorite one was a Bath and Body Works one that smelled like uh, wine. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It was just a nice kitchen scent, and it wasn't like, oh, this is food. I'm suddenly hungry. It was, but it didn't like contrast to food smells. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice. nice. That was one of my favorite things to do: is have that that candle going or the light, the windows open, mm-hmm. and such. Uh, salt lamps. Yep. Yeah. Salt lamps. Salt lamps are great. Um, there's a lot of. I guess science and pseudoscience that says that they clear energy and promote positive vibes and Nat- such things like that. Natural ionization. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Crystals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of house plants are not only good air cleansers; they're also great. You can use them for humidifiers, dehumidifying plants. Um, 
cleansing emotionally or physically you need to watch if you have pets what plants you bring into your home though yes um actually i I do have a friend who didn't uh didn't do their research Mm -hmm. and their uh their doggo got really sick with a couple of plants that they brought in but when they when they found out what was going on they made sure that the doggo was not able to get to it anymore very good very good my um grandmother loved poinsettias Yes. Um, she loved to put poinsettias on the fireplace, on the like either side of the fireplace where my dog could get at them mm-hmm. and then not clean up when they would fall. Yeah. That was always a rough thing in high school was coming home and going, these can kill him. <laughs> Are you trying to kill my dog? <laughs> but yeah. Um, one Actually, one thing I did for the, for the studio, mm-hmm. um, so... Uh, for those of you that, that now, can't see. I mean, we, both of us are looking around know, like, what do you do? Um, actually, what, what I did is before either one of us actually, uh, Sunshine and I kind of dictated what we were going to do with the room is mm-hmm. I kind of just had a, just a, a couple of moments and actually I came into the room and I, I actually asked the room for what it wanted. Oh. And it actually said that it it wanted happiness. It wanted it wanted health it wanted home ah. so uh, it's kind of one of those just just honoring and keeping this room active keeping right. this room alive and one thing that uh we've kind of been doing recently and it's not really a forgetful thing mm-hmm. we've actually been leaving lights on in this room just the the lamps that are in here yeah for a soft glow for for mm-hmm. a soft glow just just not letting the room feel alone ah. so i think that's kind of it it's kind of one of those things where I, I didn't originally plan it like that, mm-hmm. but I've noticed when the lights are left on, the room feels better. Ah. It feels happier. Oh, nice. Which which is actually kind of a contrast um, from when uh, I actually was unceremoniously kicked out of my the home that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, so long, long story short, after my dad passed, we weren't able to take care of the mortgage ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we were... Uh, we were forced to leave uh-huh. and it actually felt like the, and it's, it was the house I grew up in. It's the house I spent uh, almost 20 years in at mm. this point. And it felt like it was crying. Oh, so it, yeah. it, have, have you, have you ever watched And for anybody who, who's ever watched this, Mr. Megorium's wonder emporium. Well, okay. So it's uh, this toy, this toy maker. He has this toy mm-hmm. shop, candy shop that, is just alive, literally alive. Mm-hmm. And when he starts becoming ill and towards the end of his life, the toy shop just kind of starts rotting away. Aww. So it's kind of it's kind of, it was kind of the same feel. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. the and houses do have their own energy, their own spirits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I definitely could understand that. Yeah. Have you ever walked past a house that just gave you the creeps and then oh. you find out later it has a history? Yes, um, actually, two houses down from my childhood home. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was there was a house that was next to us, which mm-hmm. actually sat vacant for like three years. That uh-huh. that I actually physically remember. Um, but the house next to them, every time I walked to school, every time we went down the street, it just felt mm-hmm. like 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 that like the old house on the top of the hill, just looking right. over storm clouds and just rotted away plants and bushes 
And I mean, it, it didn't look like that. Right. But it but felt, it felt like, like it. Yeah. I had a um, house in my neighborhood and my neighborhood was new builds. Mm-hmm. And every time I walked past that house, I just felt like it was a little bit farther back in the lot than at the other houses. And I felt like it was just so distant from the rest of the community. And we weren't like, oh my gosh, I know every neighbor in the street kind of place, but mm-hmm. it just felt very disconnected. And then we found out a few years later um, that the husband in that home was beating his wife. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh, he was putting those barriers up. There wasn't a real fence, but he was putting a fence up around yep. that house and causing that that way. So, I mean, if you're sensitive to that, you you feel it instantly. Yeah. But um, I guess that's a little bit, it's a little enough about house talk. If you have any comments, questions, concerns about um, stuff like that, we'll definitely bring it back up again. I know we talked about Jarrah just moved and... Yeah, we're we're actually uh, we're actually planning a uh, house blessing party. Oh, so like, that's a good idea too. Yeah, which which is something that we we kind of talked about even even before moving in here mm-hmm. is just having you know a couple of our friends come by and actually bless bless the living space. Oh wow! You know? So it's uh, we're we're still in the in the planning. I mean, we've been here for two months now. We're finally about I'd say ninety five percent settled in. Right. So once we once we get to that that space uh-huh. that place we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and open our doors and say hey come on over let's let's have a little bit of a house blessing yay and then a house party afterwards ah oh, fine yeah. yay okay so, that's good to yeah. keep in mind mm-hmm. as an option for other people when you're just moving in and yeah. get settled so. Well, we have a little bit of pagan news that's on the sad side. Mm-hmm. Um, in the community, we've lost two elders, teachers, and friends. Raven Grumassi and Aiden McCoy. Mm-hmm. Both published authors, um, I believe both from Llewellyn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they both went into the Summerlands right at around spring equinox time. Um Great. It's also a good time to do it too. Yeah. Because it's it's uh, definitely a, a good uh, a, their good final journey. Yep. Yeah. But um, here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, we're aware of when our um, previous our our teachers have passed. Um, that gives an opening and availability for us to take what they've taught us and move forward with it into the next generation they've left spaces that cannot be um, completely filled but there there is um, availability for people to continue on and become teachers yeah so keep that in mind as a millennial that we are the next group to come up Mm -hmm. and and actually this this kind of goes along with uh with this too i actually have a big influence on my life i know we didn't we didn't talk about this earlier but actually i found out today that she had passed as well um an old friend from uh from the church that i grew up in Mm -hmm. uh she was essentially the the grandmother of every kid that was in that church and i'm I'm talking both physically and in a spiritual sense um it was a very uh, very small church at its beginning and she was uh, she was the person who, if you came over to to her house, mm-hmm. you were family, instantly. And uh, I know that uh, the the old Christian side of me believes that she is, and even even now, I believe that she's in the heaven that she created. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she's she's with her her family, which is uh, which is awesome. So just kind of a kind of a personal one on that one as well. Well, I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. So on a lighter note, what's going on next in our community? Well, I mean, we just missed that big moon. We had that big equinox. So new moon's not for another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Nothing much else going on. No, not, not too much. No. So. Um, I know that there's uh, actually coming up in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that uh, out here in Phoenix, we are doing our Pagan Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, our, uh, sorry. Out here in Phoenix, uh, coming up in April, we're actually doing our, uh, there's the Gay Pride Parade. Ah, fun, fun. And uh, through my job, I'm actually going to be participating in the parade. Yay. So if you guys are are out there, part of the community, um, you know, part of our our lovelies, Mm -hmm. definitely come out, say hi. Uh, I don't know how late I'll stay, but it'll be a... be, be some fun and go out there and support my my friends my friends my family and my uh my coven my yay group. so yay that sounds like fun yeah i didn't know there was a big parade oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that's right you're kind of kind of new out here stillish, stillish. new yeah, yeah. Stillish new. So, well, Pagan Book Talk Phoenix Valley will be at Extreme Bean in Tempe if you want to join us on the first Sunday of April uh, at 4.30. So. Great coffee. Yes. And muffins. And muffins and food. And tea. You know what? Our first meeting at Extreme Bean was last month, and almost everyone's like, they have a big tea selection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, witches. <laughs> witches be teaing. <laughs> From all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Mary Me, Mary Part, and, and Mary Me Meet Again. again.